Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Let's get into our Bible study. We are talking about diversity. We were talking about, and uh, we were talking about this yesterday. Let's go to Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 to 22. Yesterday, we were talking about all of the different disciples that Jesus had mm. and how really broad the selection was <laughs> and how many opposites there were within that particular group. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 to 22, please, mm-hmm. Minnie. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And this is part of the problem where we often have so many people who love to pass judgment on others. Mm. Unless you are just like me, uh, you don't really have a relationship with the Lord. Or unless your connection with Jesus Christ is the same as my connection with Jesus Christ, then your connection is not valid. Mm. I often see this in church. And your classic example in church is those people who go to church because they really connect with God through singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. And then you have those people who go to church because they really connect with God through Bible study. Oh. And these two groups often clash with each other. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm just why why are you experience. laughing? I just, I'm just concurring. There are so many experiences I've had where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is true. This is a real thing. <laughs> And, and they just can't understand, they, they, they can't understand why the other person can't see what they're talking about, why the worship, you know, you know, and I'm the kind of person who goes to church and waits for the music to be over so that the mm-hmm. worship can start. <laughs> My wife, on the other hand, is the kind of person who goes to church and waits, waits for the sermon to be over so that the worship can start. And it's been an interesting journey for both of us to learn how differently we connect with God. Mm. And music and Bible study are you know, not the only different, different ways that people connect with God as their primary connection with God. Some people love to spend time in prayer. Other people love to you know, spend time in nature. All of these things are necessary for every Christian. Absolutely. But every Christian is going to have the primary way in which they connect with God. Mm. Some people have a much more intellectual connection with God and others have a much more relational connection with God. Yeah, yep. That's actually a big one because I was talking to someone recently and we were we were discussing this. And I, I think we mentioned yesterday, Daniel 2 is a great starting Bible study, I think, for anyone. Absolutely. Um, however, there are many people I've encountered who they, they needed the show me, the intellectual, the historical, the... Um, Rational. This side of, of it. Um, and whereas for me, I love that side. And I'm like, man, yes, let's talk about this. But that wasn't where I started at all. And so it's just I needed the grace of God before I could go, oh, this is now why um, the Bible opens up exploring who that God is, if that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I agree it with does. what you're saying. It there. does. It totally, it totally makes sense. And 
This is other, something else that you see. You often see people that grow and that move in their relationship with God, and some will start with an intellectual relationship and move to a relational relationship, and others move the other direction. Mm. And everyone needs to have a relational connection with God. Yes. And everyone needs to have an intellectual connection with God. Absolutely. You're always going to be balanced one way or the other mm. because you're a human being. There's no such thing as a balanced <laughs> human being. Even though we all claim we're balanced, I'm balanced. I'm perfectly balanced. I'm always the middle of the road. Um, you know what? I'm just going to give a bit of a head swell here. I actually think you're the one of the most balanced people I've ever met. Yeah, well, that's a little bit scary. <laughs> do not become a do not become a follower of Lyle when it comes to balance, <laughs> uh, because that might be. Um, uh, do like Paul said. Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus mm, Christ. In other words, absolutely. only follow the things that I do that are the things that Jesus did. Absolutely. Because, you know, we can get ourselves into trouble so easily if we do so. <laughs> um, so when you look at the four different writers of the Gospels, you're going to find four different pictures of Jesus right there. Mm. You know, each one of the Gospel writers has a very, very different view of who Jesus is and records it in a very, very different way. And so we get a much more complete picture of Jesus because they all experienced Jesus in a different way. Mm. You know, their, their relationship, their connection with Jesus was so different um, all the way through. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You know, so if you look at Matthew and he, he, he wrote down lots of details, if you look at uh, Mark, he was the abridger kind of thing. It's like, here's the story in a nutshell. You look at... Um, Luke, he's a medical doctor. You look at John, he's writing a long time after the events, gives a very relational view of of, uh, of Jesus Christ and his connection with Jesus. And you kind of combine all this together and you start to get a complete picture. What I also find interesting in the New Testament is your five different writers of epistles. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, Paul, Peter, James, John and Jude are the five different epistle writers. And all of them are necessary for every Christian, but every Christian is going to relate to one of them Mm. better than some of the others. So if you look at, for instance, Paul, he's the consummate intellectual. (laughs) You know, he really is. Sometimes you read his writing and I'm like, I'm... Picking up what you're putting down, but it's also like it's hard work. Yeah, that's right. It is. It is. Well, Peter says exactly the same yeah. thing. He's like, yeah, yeah. Paul writes stuff that is hard to be understood, and then I write, I read Paul, and I'm like, yeah, I can see where you're coming mm. from, Peter. And Peter, of course, he's a fisherman. Yes. You know, that's his background. Mm. Paul is a lawyer. That's what the Bible. The Bible says that Paul was a lawyer. Mm. That's his background. So one is an intellectual giant. Mm. And the other is a fisherman, and God is using both of them to do absolutely amazing things. But they are vastly different people Mm. with vastly different qualifications. You know, Peter was not sent to Athens. Yeah, correct. To the the Areopagate, to to mix it with with the best of the Hellenic philosophers. Mm. Peter wasn't sent there. That wasn't his job. Paul was sent there because he could. Mm. Um, Peter was, and Peter was, you know, he was exhortational. Uh, he's he's the kind of guy who is always, you know, while Paul is the, the the intellectual and he's giving these great detailed arguments, you know, with intricate uh, maneuvering within them. Uh, Peter is just he's just out there exhorting, you know, uh, 
you know, the day of the Lord is coming. Let's be ready for Jesus to come back. You know, everything that we see here, it's going to melt and go away. What worth is it, you know, looking forward and hastening unto the return of mm. our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, let's let's keep our eyes, you know, uh, focused in that direction. And then you go to James. I like James. James is awesome. James is super simple, mm. very easy to read, mm. very straightforward, and he's very actional. He's very he's quite detailed. Yes. And he's like, okay, this is what you do. This is how you live as a Christian. You do it this way. You do it that way. Um, and he just lays it out in the in the simplest the simplest language. Okay, the law. The law is a mirror. It reflects who you are. It won't save you. It's just a mirror. It, re- it reflects who you are. The law is, you know, it is it is the law of liberty. It yes. will set you free. Um, if you think that you can live by grace without keeping the law, you're dreaming Mm -hmm. because the two of them are intimately linked together. Faith without works is dead. You know, this is the kind of thing that James is coming out with. Yes. Uh, Then you go to John. John, of course, you know, everybody recognizes John as being very relational. But even while John is relational, the, the harshest language found anywhere in Scripture, if you want to put it that way, is written by John. Interesting. Yeah. You, you think about it. Um, John is the only person who talks about undiluted wrath. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Being poured out. And you read the book of Revelation, and it is pretty full on stuff. Mm. You read his gospel, and it is so relational. You read you read the the letters of John, and it's like this guy's a really simple guy. Mm. And you compare it with it's kind of like the opposite of Paul when it comes to simplicity. <laughs> But he's a super, super relational guy. And then you've got Jude, and Jude just comes out, and he pulls out two big six guns, he cocks them back, and he just starts blazing, and he doesn't stop. <laughs> you know, I mean, this yes. is Jude. He is your confrontational preacher. Mm. Um, I love to compare Jude to, you know, lots of, the, lots of uh, my African-American friends who are preachers <laughs> who love to just get out there and be confrontational and get in everybody's face, and that's Jude. Yes. Through and through. And the reality is that we need all of those and different people are going to connect to different um, writers of the New Testament, you know, more than others and in different ways. Mm. Uh, But what it shows is that God is a God of variety. We were looking at this yesterday in nature. Mm. You don't see the two same two things in nature ever anywhere. You know, yeah. we, only human beings will will uh, create a set of house plans and then build twenty of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go, you drive into one of these Macca's mansions um, suburbs that you have these days, and really, it's like four hundred of the same thing, mm. with just you know, change a little detail here, change a little detail there. But people actually love the uniformity of it. God loves diversity. And I think this is something that's really difficult for us because even as you and I can sit here and we can, we can look at it, we can talk about it, we can have the intellectual um, acknowledgement that God has used all these different people incredibly. As humans, we actually often can't do the right thing just because we know it. Does that make sense? Like we can talk about the diversity, but then we're actually confronted with someone who's vastly different to us. It's just so difficult sometimes to allow them to have their thing and and know that God will use them as much or maybe even more than what he's using. Does that make sense? Like, mm, absolutely. We can yes. know this. We can be like, yes, the Bible says, but hold on, real life experience. Hmm, like <laughs> this feels hard now. <laughs> yeah, 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 most definitely. And, 
you know, you know, sometimes I think that we, yeah, we, we, we pass judgment on others because they, they don't have the same experience that we have. Mm. And they don't connect with God in the same way that we connect with God. Mm. And they might not, you know, um, share the gospel in the same way that we share the gospel. And different people are going to reach different people. And this is something we need to remember as well. So there's people out there in the community that you can reach for Jesus Christ that I could never do. Absolutely. And vice versa. Mm. Um, And that's just simply the, you know, it's just simply how God just loves variety. Mm. You know, you think about it. We build these um, human uh, vertical, vertical human filing cabinets otherwise known as apartment blocks. And you right? were going to say that. Yeah, 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 that's my favorite thing, right? Okay, but you build an apartment block, every apartment is the same. Yes. And what do humans do? The moment they move in, they make every apartment different. Mm. This is humans expressing the image of God. You build a suburb full of Macca's mansions, they all look the same until the humans arrive, and then every single one looks different. Mm-hmm. Because they are expressing their individuality. They are expressing the fact that God doesn't do things that are all the same. God loves variety. Um, You you look at motor vehicles. Mm -hmm. How many different kinds of motor vehicles are driving past? And what do you get when you get a motor vehicle? I don't know about you, but the first thing I do is start modifying it. (laughs) You know, every, (laughs) every motor vehicle I get, you don't even have any decorations or anything unique in your car. Oh, you know what? I probably do, actually. You probably yeah. do. You see? You see? Yeah. You probably no, do. you're right. Yeah. It might be subtle. Yes, but it's there. No, Whereas when I modify a vehicle, it's not so subtle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. everyone's going to see this. Um, and that's kind of, you know, a bit of a man thing. But <laughs> look at how we think about, you know, you get these companies and they build everything the same. And then as soon as they hand them to people, mm-hmm. people individualize them. And this is because human beings are expressing the fact that they were made in the image of God. The reason that you do what you do is because you're made in the image of God. And when you look at nature, everything that God has created is different. Nothing is the same. There is no uniformity. And when we start, when we get something that is uniform and we remove the uniformity from it, that's the image of God coming through in us. Mm. And I actually, <clears throat> I feel quite strongly about um, the fact that God doesn't make junk. And so, yes. you know, there are people I know that they're, they're very, and I, look, I'm guilty of doing this too, very apologetic of, oh, you know, I'm too arty or I'm too um, heady or I'm too, you know, whatever. And look, I do think there can be downsides to any of these things. I think all strengths can be weaknesses. But I also think, Man, God put something in your heart to be this way. Like you said, to connect with people that I just never will. And I think when we're constantly apologizing of, oh, I shouldn't have been this, I shouldn't have did it, like shut your mouth, do the thing, whether, right, you know, whatever the thing is, I'm like, hold on. God didn't make a mistake in giving you a heart for this area or heart for that area. Now, maybe he wants to give you some discernment in using it, but I just think it's really important that we, we remember that. We do, yeah, it is absolutely important uh, and not to pass judgment on the way that other people you know, connect with others. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. We have a really important verse here that we need to look at in relationship to looking at diversity and the gifts of the Spirit, so different human beings 
what have you got for us there in Ephesians 4, verse 7 and 8, please, Minnie? It is but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Okay. Um, was that verse 7 and 8? Ephesians 4. 4, verse 7 and 8? Hmm. That really was. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I'm even in the right. I did have to double check. Yeah. I was like, "Is this the right book?" This is not the, this, is, this, is, this is not the verse I'm looking for. Oh. Let me go to Ephesians. Let me go to Ephesians. There's a, there's a, there's a verse here. Uh, actually, I think it might be the ones that come just after this. Well, actually, no. Let's start from here. Okay. <laughs> let's start from here. Jesus ascends on high, and what does he do? He in sends back places, the Holy Spirit. He sends back the Holy Spirit. Mm. And what does the Holy Spirit do for humans, according to these verses? Um, so he ascends on high and he... Uh, led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Gave gifts gave to gifts. men. Hmm. Okay, so Jesus goes back to heaven and he gives gifts to men. So who's the originator of the gifts that we receive? You know, the, the different talents and abilities and so forth that God gives to us. Okay, so yeah, just keep reading a couple of verses there. This is, um, like straight down from there or are we going down to some to be apostles? Ooh, which verse is that? Is that? That's, that's like, verse 11. He gave verse 11. some to be apostles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go there. there? Let's go there. Okay. That's, that's, that's where I want to end up. That's where I want to end up. Okay. So, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay. There's a very key word in this passage right here. You want to guess what the key word might be? Either equipping or edifying. Yeah, now you're going way too deep. I'm looking for the word some. Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so that we don't, we don't all have the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. We don't all have the same thing. The Bible says that each person gives, you know, God gives each person different gifts. Mm. Now, this is really, really important. I have, had, I have come across some Christians who said, no, everyone gets the same gift. Ah, no. In fact, they've said to me, if you don't have, say, for instance, the gift of tongues, you've never received the gift of the whole, you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's not what the Bible says in relationship to the gifts. Yes. The Bible uses the word some. So he gives some people this gift, some people that gift, mm. and some people another gift. Mm. The word some is very different from the word all. Mm. Absolutely. If the Bible says, all are apostles, all are teachers, all receive the gift of tongues, then we would say, okay, now we know when a person has received uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit or not. And we would be able to judge a person's salvation based on that mm. because it would be very obvious to us. Mm. Yeah, If you're able to preach and teach and speak with tongues and work miracles um, and raise people um, you know, who are ill, etc., if you can do all of those things, then obviously you are saved. Um, tick that box and move on. <laughs> Whereas because God gives some people this gift and some people another gift, we can't judge a person's salvation. Only God can. Which is and probably that's really, a really, really yeah. good thing. <laughs> a really good thing. Yeah, a really, really good thing. Okay, let's go back to uh, where were we? First Corinthians chapter twelve. There's a passage here that talks about this um, in a little bit more detail. First Corinthians chapter twelve, and we are going to read. Uh, did we read? 
Verse 11. Let's, let's, let's read verse 11. We'll read this one again. We read this yesterday, but let's read it again. Yes. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Okay. There's a couple of key words there. The first key word that I want to focus in on is distributing. So what does the Holy Spirit do with the gifts? Distributes. Gives it. Okay. Um, to each one according as whose will? He wills. God, he wills. God decides. So who chooses which gifts you get? Mm, God. God chooses who gets who God chooses which gifts you get. And he distributes them, or in my translation, the Bible says he divides them. Mm. And I actually like that better mm. because you know you can kind of take uh the one thing like uh, a barley loaf and distribute barley loaves to everybody. There's a story in the Bible where that actually happened. And that's everybody getting the same thing. This is not that. This is not that. Because the Bible says he divides them. So he's got all of the gifts, and it's just finished listing all those gifts here, or a whole bunch of them. Uh, We've got time, so let's read them. Uh, Oh, man, this is so good. The whole section is so good. Where do you even start? Um, Let's start in verse 4. Read for us verse 4. Okay. Oh, no, this side. Okay, so chapter 12, verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Okay, the key word here is diversities. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Mm. Yep, keep going. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Yes. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. So you've got all of these different gifts, but they're coming from the same place. Mm. But the the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Okay, so what does everybody get? The Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Everyone, that's right, absolutely. Everyone gets the Holy Spirit, mm. but in a different way. Mm. And it's for the benefit of each other. Yes. It's never just given to keep selfishly. That's right. All of these gifts are given so that we can use them mm. to bless others. All right. Uh, verse 8. Verse eight yep. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. All right, stop there. To one is given this gift. Hmm. To somebody else is given that gift. They're not all receiving the same gift. They're all receiving different gifts. Mm. Keep going. Uh, Verse 9, to another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another different kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. Okay, and, and this, is, this is so simple, straightforward, and black and white. The Bible is very, very clearly saying that the Holy Spirit comes and he gives to this person that gift. He gives to somebody else a different gift. What we as human beings like to do is we like to build apartment blocks. <laughs> we like to build apartment blocks and we like to say, okay, I'm a Christian. I really enjoy my relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the most awesome religion on the planet. Therefore, everybody needs to have the same relationship with Jesus that I have. Therefore, everyone needs to look like me. Mm. And so we go and we do our missionary work and we try and turn everybody into a clone of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And the worst example of this, of course, is what we have done, you know, back in the age of missions in the mission fields where we go to another country. It's like, unless you look like me, Mm. you're not a Christian. Mm. Bible says everyone has a different connection, relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's the same Holy Spirit working through all of them. Mm. 